I know just how to whisper And I know just how to cry I know just where to find the answers And I know just how to lie It's Dr. Stu's Podcast at drstuespodcast.com Along with my friend, Dr. Stuart Fishbein, I'm Brian Whitman. We are on iTunes, where you can subscribe to the show. Uh, and, of course, leave a good review and five stars for Dr. Stu here on Dr. Stu's podcast, where we don't try to excite you or jar you too much any longer at the beginning of the podcast. Yes, that's correct, Brian. That uh, Dr. Uh, Stu met Brittany, listener Brittany in Santa Barbara. She said, I love the podcast, but the very beginning. Yeah, it was a little too intense, she said, uh... And then when I told her it was the theme from Thor, she understood where it was coming from. But we're doing this in honor of her. Uh, producer Randy uh, went through his archives and came up with a... So, Brittany, to you, no, the night is, is riches. I thought it said, no, the night is... Well, I'm going to send it to Brittany. <laughs> 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 but I don't know how to do it Making love out of nothing at all Making love out of nothing at all Making love All right, nothing. So, making love So this is a testimonial that we're not always serious on and Dr. we do podcast. respond you remember thor of course this is what freaked her out originally was the great thor intro that we use i like this it builds anticipation for dr stew's podcast i'm brian whitman along with my friend dr stewart fishbein thanks for joining us if you have a question for the doctor it's ask dr stew at gmail.com we hope you had a wonderful thanksgiving holiday my buddy dr stew did you have a great holiday a great thanksgiving in minnesota yeah minnesota we had a great thanksgiving uh my sister does it right every year she's a remarkable woman uh she's raised three children who are all doing great uh she has a wonderful marriage she's been married i think 37 years or some ridiculous number like that makes us feel old when we're starting to talk about those sort of anniversaries now quick question when My, you're the oh. g the OBGYN at the dinner table and that's your sister who you've she's a little bit older than you a little bit younger my sister's three years older than okay. me does she ever you know people do this you know a guy's a real estate guy your brother-in-law's a real estate guy hey mac uh you know um, uh you know do i have to pay uh, to, uh this uh new home warranty or is that the buyer or this you know a little shop talk will your sister ever turn to you over the giblets and the steamed uh, yams and say, uh, hey, Stuart, uh, I got a little something going on down here. I got a little pain on the right side. Does that happen? I think it was between the latkes and the uh, <laughs> turkey that we, because it was, you know, a combination this year of uh, Thanksgiving and Hanukkah, which happened at the same time, which, by the way, according to my family members, is not supposed to happen again for 70,000 years. I heard that, too. We are living history. That is, uh, that is true. Um, well, it's interesting. My family's actually quite interesting now because my niece... My daughter's, my sister's middle daughter is now a, uh, a physician's assistant uh, OBGYN practitioner. Oh, wow. Working in an OBGYN practice in Chicago. Are you the person who inspired her? I don't know. I don't know. But she does listen to Dr. Stu's podcast. So I want to say a shout out to my, my niece, Laura. Hi, Laura. And uh, I, we do talk, uh, with, sometimes we talk about medicine in general, but when, you know, we talk about the serious stuff and about where it's going and economics of it. My sister did ask me a question this year, though. She asked me, 
uh, about mammograms. She said after- Did she email it to askdrstew at gmail.com? Or since you were at the Thanksgiving table, she probably just asked you. Yeah, she just asked me the question. Right. And uh, I told her next time, if she wants to speak to me, she has to email it to askdrstew at gmail.com. Huge shout out. Good, that's right. A huge, <laughs> as Tim Conway Jr. would say, huge, huge shout out for Dr. Stu and your niece, uh, Jennifer, who is- Jennifer in- is who? Oh, I got the name wrong. I just said hi to her a second ago, the student. My niece, the student. The one who's growing up, the young girl. You gave her a shout out. My niece, Laura. 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 I said Jennifer. You know, I meant Laura. Her name's Laura? Yeah, and she's not growing up. She's uh, completely grown up, actually. Oh, oh, Laura, you know, they wrote a song about her. Do you know that? About your niece? There's a movie about her. Well, there's a Christopher Cross song all about her, and it used to be on General Hospital. Laura. Really slowing down the tempo on this Dr. Stu's podcast. (laughs) There's Christopher Cross singing about Laura Baldwin, love of Tony, Every once in a while, love of Luke. I'd see her smile. Tony Geary is the actor. This is for Laura. I'm not sure what I walked into today. <laughs> I think you walked you feel like you walked into Mickey's in West I've Hollywood. lost control of my own podcast, but that's all right. Well, Laura, we love you. And then, yeah, there, there you so, go. So, yeah, and actually, that's a nice song. It um, is. Yes, it is. But Laura is um, very proud of her because she did a couple of years as a physician's assistant working in an emergency room and sewing up things and doing and dealing with gunshots and all that sort of thing and got tired of that and really decided that she wanted to do OBGYN. So she's now doing uh, working with private practice doctors. That's uh, in Chicago and doing that and and we have good conversations about that my sister's question you did ask about that was about whether mammograms should be done annually after age 60 and uh, my recommendation is yes they should still be done yearly after age 60 there has been some literature coming out which says that maybe you don't need them that frequently part of me feels skeptical about that you know how I am about research when it seems to be timely oriented to cutting costs in healthcare. So I still would recommend that women over 60 get their annual mammogram. All right. So I'm glad you had a nice uh, Thanksgiving holiday. We have a lot going on. I was thinking about you because families, home birthing, hospitals, out, uh, births out of hospital, which we talk about here on Dr. Stu's podcast all the time because that is sort of the foundation of the show. And from that foundation, we've built up much and out in different directions. And we talk about all sorts of things. But ultimately, we come back to Dr. Stu's passion for home birthing. It is still very much. It is, excuse me, like a political discussion. We'll edit the burp. It sounds like a, it's a little bit like a political discussion. It's sort of like. No, we won't. Uh, no, we're not. No, no. Right, I did a pickup if you wanted it. Everybody does it. I don't care. Yes. Okay. You know, right, you're right. You're right. What did you have before the show today? So, what did I have before the show to eat? It, yeah. probably, it was probably fried. I'm sure of that. I'll let you. T- I'll take a guess. And I bet you it wasn't green. I bet there was no vegetables in it. Was it McDonald's? No, it was a Philly cheesesteak. Oh, ooh, yeah. Okay, so fries with that though? Uh, no fries. No fries. No fries. Meat and uh, and cheese your, and your Brian order. The do, Brian order. Do you have yeah. some onions on that? Did not. Could have. Did not. Could have hot and sweet peppers. Did not. Took a pass on both. Yeah, but this is not about what I've eaten. The point that I'm trying to make is that sitting around the Thanksgiving table, if you bring up home our birthing. Lis- our listeners do want to know what yeah. Brian eats. If you bring everything. That then, really folks, should be its own podcast, what Brian eats. If you, if you bring yeah, a three-hour show. If right. you're like a, a home birth mom or you just had your baby or you're pregnant and you plan a home birth and the little pool is in the side of the room there, that will start conversation around a Thanksgiving table, no doubt. Right, Dr. Stu? Yes, of course it will. And 
and again, my my family is obviously very supportive of what I'm doing. And if they're not, they don't really talk. They don't really say much about it. But uh, uh, yeah, I think that it, in all families and conversations, you know, when I see clients uh, who are pregnant now and they've gone home for Thanksgiving, I saw some today, and I asked them, you know, how was the conversations? And fortunately, most of my clients are saying that everything they had was supportive in their family, that there are really, the, the, there are doubts that their people are keeping it to themselves, but certainly there are families where that causes turmoil, yeah. Well, you know, Jim Gaffigan, the comic, we're going to listen to some of what he has to say here, having a little bit of fun on Dr. Stu's podcast, but all of the social sort of norms that non-birth, non-home birth people, hospital birth people think, no doubt, that out-of-hospital birthing folks violate social norms, all of the stigmas, all of the things and reasons for which home birthers are made fun of is tackled in a very funny way by a stand-up comedian by a professional funny person jim gaffigan who is a home birthing dad i think he's had three or four Four, i think and and, yeah he's he's amazing he's very he's very funny and uh this routine just cracked me up when when I, i i heard it the other day you sent it to me i did and i listened to it the other day and it just cracked me up because you know what we need to take a little bit, take a little, de- take a deep breath, take a little less seriously what we what we're art because you know on Dr. Stu's podcast we're always arguing about you know stuff that's going on out there that uh, attacking this and attacking that and you know what there is a lighter side to it and birth is something that should be enjoyable and if you know there should be some laughs so what do you got for us so here's Jim Gaffigan the comic we'll stop it every time he says something that Dr. Stu really wants to comment on because he raises a lot of very interesting points here's comic Jim Gaffigan on home birthing my wife had the baby at home. We had all our babies at home, just to make you feel uncomfortable. (laughs) People don't want to hear about home birth. They're like, oh, you had your baby at home. Yeah, we were going to do that, but we wanted our baby to live. Yeah, so that's what friends say, right? Yes, well, yeah, I, lo- I think when I heard that the first time, I was cracking up because you know what? He, he's, he's, got, he's dead on. He understands people, the lines of people on all sides. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously putting it out there in a comedic sort of way, but that's what people are thinking. Right. Well, that's why I've told you friends of mine wait to the very end, if at all, to tell their friends and family that they're having the baby at home rather than the hospital. Here's more Jim Gaffigan, the comic on home birthing. People always assume there was some laziness involved. You you didn't want to go to the hospital? It was far. I didn't feel like putting on pants. We had our baby at home, not in a field. Yeah, I, <laughs> what, what do you say to that? No, I mean, uh, that is just, it's remarkable what some people can do by taking a simple thing that he's done and he and his wife have decided together to do and then have the knack to turn it into something as funny as that. That right. people, people will say that, you know, you, oh, you just didn't, you know, you were lazy. No one says that you were lazy, that you want to do that, but they the, think the creativity. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, turning everybody into a cartoon character is part of comedy. We'll play more of Jim. But Gaffigan. the truth, but the truth is, Brian, is that, is that a lot of times, you know, there is no reason to wear pants when you're when you have to go to a birth. Well, when you have to go to the hospital, you got to wear well, pants. Well, yeah, yeah, because social nor- norms say you have to wear pants, but you know, at home, Dads, you know, they are in underwear, they're bathing suit. Are they uh, ever nude? Fully sweat, nude? Is dad uh, ever? Yeah, is, yeah. Is dad yes. ever fully? Yes, often when they're in the tub and when mom and dad are in the tub together. Dad's right. nude. Dad right. is nude. Yes. Um, okay. And a lot of times, you know, 
we, we leave the couple alone yeah. for a lot of the time, and sure, so well, they can be doing whatever they need to well, be doing. With that new information, you know, I certainly see why you might want to. Uh, <laughs> well, you're turning beet red, Brian. And by the way, the redness is showing uh, dramatically today because you got your uh, head uh, shaved. Shaved. Yeah, I'm uh, buzzed down real good. More of Jim Gaffigan. Wait, before we get to that, more of Jim what? Gaffigan, I want to talk about your haircut a little bit. I like bit. to keep the comedy on a roll. We can come back to my hair at but any your, time. But your haircut is a comedy. It's not going to be there that long. <laughs> as, as, as Brandy said, do, they, do you get a discount because, you, you know, they, they don't have a lot to cut? No, I don't. It uh, Either I'll do it myself. Or you pay a... full price for that head of not hair? May I address the question, sir? Yeah. I mean, people have seen your picture on, on, right. on my I'm website. T- I'm know. totally bald on top, but I have some hair on the side. So what I do on not the side. Not anymore you don't. Stuart, <laughs> I do have hair on the side of the back of my. Would you like to touch the hair? You know, or, or are it's, you blind? It's, well, it looks more like uh, okay. sandpaper. Okay. Are you a doctor or not? <laughs> what's that? I'm not, Do- I'm not a dermatologist. Yeah, doctor. Although I, I have a new, I have a new niece now, my niece-in-law. What do you call? What do you call a so much for person talking about my hair? Back we're going to get, no, we're going to get your family tree over here. What do you call uh, somebody who's married to your nephew? I think you're probably niece-in-law. Oh, I think you call her your niece. Your niece. Okay. So my niece is a uh, is a resident in dermatology. Okay. So she would probably call that hair, yes. Okay. On, on top, I have no hair. Right. So I buzz it really tight. Think Jack Nicholson. That's how tight I buzz it, right? Some people say, Brian, take a straight blade to it and be like Moby. Just take it all off. Be like Stone Cold, because that's what Stone Cold said. Like, give me the chemo? And I don't want that look. <laughs> I don't want that look. I want. You know what I said out loud? So embarrassing. About three months ago, my friend, uh, she said, Brian, just shave it all off and then i said no i can't do that and she said why and then i said because i'll look bald <laughs> hey so listen you know how they say you know how they say well for at least at least you went pre- get a professional haircut yeah which i normally do i don't know but they, you know how they say a doctor that treats himself has a fool for a patient have you guys heard that oh yeah okay so my my uh hairstylist gave me this little razor to shave the like the hairs on the back of my neck yep Okay, big mistake to start to shave the back of your neck when you can't see what you're doing. Yeah. So I went to work today, and my nurse was saying, what happened to the back of your head? Right. So I made the stupid mistake of trying to uh, trim the back of my hair without being able to see it. So that's the last time I'm going to be doing something like and that. And that's a doctor talking. Right, so don't deliver your own baby at home. That's the lesson I was trying to say there. By yourself. Right, by yourself. Correct. Have somebody there. Here's more of Jim Gaffigan, the comic, talking about uh, home birthing. I love it when he talks about the gown at the hospital. Very funny stuff. At home? Well, why wouldn't you have it in that germ-infested building where sick people congregate? Didn't your wife want to give birth in a gown someone died in yesterday? <laughs> it's just the truth. It, well, it is, it, is, it is sort of the truth. That's, That's right. I mean, it is a, a German-infested building, and it is a place where who knows who slept in the bed that you're in, you know, right now, who was in there last night, and how well did they clean it, and, you know, you don't know that stuff. Now, again, it's not stuff that we really have to worry about. There's a lot of rules and regulations about sterilizing things, but... But ultimately, uh, he's he's pretty funny. You know, one thing, I was a bit under the weather last week, so I spent some time on the couch. I had a little fever, and maybe you hear a little bit of it in my throat still. But uh, I did not feel well, so what I did was I was laying on the couch, and I thought to myself, of course, I'm, not a, I'm never going to be a pregnant lady, right? Uh, but I thought to myself, wow, I'm glad I'm home. I'd hate to feel like crap. I'd rather feel like crap at home than in a hospital. Yeah, it's a, that's a great point. You know, when you feel like when you don't feel good, it's it's always better to be in your own environment. It really is. It's a uh, it it it's nurturing. It's comforting. And again, you because of social mores, people don't often want to you know 
cough or pass wind or sneeze or blow their nose in public. They're always too overly concerned about we're at home. Right. You can do anything. And right. Anything, it's, anything goes. Yeah, that's right. Here's more of Jim Gaffigan. Uh, comic, very contemporary comic, very young guy, is a dad, has had all his kids at home. Of course, his wife has, and he has been there to support her. He's the only one I know who has a routine this funny about home birthing. Share a bit more. Again, Jim Gaffigan will have a link to this performance on Dr. Stu's main page here on the podcast so you can click it and share it, share all the show with your friends. Home birth is crazy, huh? It was all my wife's idea. I don't even like cooking at home, you know? It's wild, you know? There was so much screaming at one point, I actually woke up. Did someone score a touchdown? (laughs) Oh, you're having another baby? Can you keep it down? I'm trying to get a tight 12 hours in. You know, it's pretty funny because I I thought when I first heard that, I thought there was so much screaming at home. I thought he was going to say, yeah, and it was coming from my voice. (laughs) Because, you know, I was thinking that the dad would be the one that was screaming. Yeah, right, right, right. Or the other family members. Yeah, well, right. right. So let's take that on. That's why we play it so we can laugh, enjoy ourselves, entertain everybody, and uh, and have some serious analysis. While that's a joke, you really have described home birthing as not being a place where there's a lot of screaming or hysteria or frenzied folks running about. Right. That's There is very... Well, you know... The sounds that women make in labor are pretty universal. Uh, there are, are obviously individual differences, but the moaning and the grunting and the uh, growling or the vocalizations, you know, are pretty common and they're universal. Whatever you know, they're, they're, they go across country lines. It's not. It's 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 beyond culture. It's just the the sounds that they make. You know, however, there are people that that do a lot of screaming, and that's because they're more verbal than other people, and they will use foul language and uh and it's a it's a time to become primitive it's a time to get back to that that primordial place you know we all hear the joke dr stew of a lady in labor becoming very aggressive in terms of words against her husband right the guy who made her this way yes have you seen that have you seen women who are pregnant and pushing and obviously uh unfortunately they're in a great amount of physical pain have you seen them start uh trash talking the dad who's standing there nude or maybe not nude (laughs) not nude usually if it's if they're trash talking the dad the relationship is sometimes a little bit shaky to begin with and yes i have seen that and it's very uncomfortable for us as birth supporters to to watch the dynamic sometimes where the woman is actually quite mean to the partner. Um, things like what? And we're not talking about anybody in particular. No, not anybody all, in particular. But things like what's uh, like some of Don't the, touch me. Like ever again? No. <laughs> oh, oh, at that time. Oh, like keep your hands off. Yeah, me. don't touch me. There, you know, again, it's a, sometimes it's a personality thing. I've seen where clients have sort of made their, their partners feel dumb. Like, you know, I, I, honey, I need the bowl. No, it's not in that shelf. You know where it is. Right. You because know, or, she's uncomfortable. Yeah. And she's sort of just making him feel like he's incompetent. Have you ever seen that kind of anger from a pregnant lady make dad cry? No, I've never seen okay, it. Okay, that'd be terrible. Right. And usually that kind of thing is patched up right afterwards where she lovingly says, honey, I'm sorry that I was mean. Well, I don't know. Sometimes we're not around necessarily for that. Right. And, and we can't see all the dynamic and that may be uh, something that they're very accustomed well, to. Well, they might do. But it does make us as spectators uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. And so we, as much as we want to nurture the mother through labor, we also nurture the father. So if we feel that there's really a discomfort going on there, 
I, as a man, may take the father aside and just ask him, how are you feeling right now? How, are you, how does that you're make you right. feel? Right. You're doing okay. And then I'll try to mediate so, yeah, yeah, so that we can go forward without this sort of awkwardness in the room. I got a little more here of Jim Gaffigan, stand-up comic, talking about home birthing. Very funny stuff. And I was my wife's birth coach, which is a generous title for standing there terrified. There was also a midwife there, because we believe in witchcraft. <laughs> Stop it right there. I mean, we're laughing, of course. We all love midwives. We've had so many on Dr. Stu's podcast. That's funny, though. Yeah, I think that, uh, <laughs> I think that the American College of Obstetrics and Gynecology is going to ask Jim Gaffigan, Gaffigan to speak at their next annual meeting <laughs> as, as a le well, to lecture on the, on the evils of home birthing. Well, they'd be served to know that Jim Gaffigan right there has had all of his kids at home. So while he's making fun, they're, they're a home birthing family. Right. No, I understand that. And I'm, I was joking. That, that I was know. a joke. But, I know. And, <laughs> I just feel like he would be great for OBGYNs <laughs> right. to listen to this sort of thing. Because Absolutely. Because it is sort of uh, making fun of them, making fun of home birthing people. Here's more of Jim Gaffigan. Funny stuff. Midwife. Now, how many wives does this guy have? <laughs> Sounds like Elkita. My wife did it. She had four babies in her apartment. She's an amazing woman. Bravo. Really, all women are amazing, and I mean that in a very pandering way. <laughs> notice, notice, how the, notice how the women, just when he said all women are amazing, they clapped. They clapped it before he could get in, the, in a pandering way. They never even heard the pandering <laughs> they didn't hear part. That, right? He might repeat it because they were clapping. Yeah, keep going. But women are, really. You know, a woman can grow a baby inside their body. And then somehow a woman can deliver the baby through their body. And then by some miracle, a woman can feed a baby with their body. And when you think of the male contribution to life, <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing, really. The guy's always like, you know, well, I help too. For like five seconds. <laughs> Doing the one thing I think about 24 hours a day. <laughs> well, enjoy your morning sickness. I'm going to eat me some chili. <laughs> Smell those onions. <laughs> you want some? I guess not, huh? All right, that's uh, comedian yeah, Jim that's, Gaffigan. That's great stuff. Having fun about the whole culture of home birthing. Yeah, but you know what? When a comedian makes fun of something like that, it usually means that he respects it greatly. And when he's making fun of himself and, and, his, and his wife and the fact that, well, he's sort of in awe of the woman's body. I mean, he really means that. Well, I'll that tell you, there's a lot of seriousness in that uh, sure, statement. Right? There's a lot of love in that performance. And I'll tell you something else. Uh, from a simple PR perspective, we've talked about the uphill challenge that home birthing has, not just in the world, but certainly in America. When somebody who is a pretty mainstream, high-profile stand-up like Jim Gaffigan will also link you to his personal website uh, here on Dr. Stu's main page. When a guy like him is talking about home birthing, it makes it, uh, makes it very much something to talk about. It makes it a talking point. It makes folks who might otherwise be completely unaware, some, somehow now aware of this practice that happens in America all of the time. I think it's a good thing, that comedy of his, for a million reasons. Yeah, he would be a really interesting guy to sit. You know how they ask you if you, who would, if you wanted to sit with somebody for an hour and have a cup of coffee with them? He would be an interesting guy. He and his wife would be really interesting for me right. to find out. 
you know, how did you do that? What made you do that? I mean, where are they from? What's their background? Because, you know, he's joking about it here and, and he's doing it in a marvelous way because I was, I was laughing the first time I heard that I was laughing in stitches uh, because it's so contrary to what I deal with on an everyday basis, where, which is the seriousness and the, ba- and the fighting and the, uh, and the arguing with, the, you know, man- with medicine and with uh, the, um, the whole system of obstetrics and that whole thing, where for me, th- to hearing somebody laugh about it and make it seem like it's mainstream, that's, it's great stuff. I think it is. Dr. Stu, you talked a moment ago about, uh, for example, a guy like Gaffigan and his wife, and, and I don't know her name, the mother of his children, but uh, you, you referenced, you know, I'd love to find out what their background is. And it got me wondering, what is the uh, geographical background, I mean, socioeconomic background of the typical mom or couple that chooses home birthing? I, I mean, for example, I'm not making a political statement. It's not like Mitt Romney's daughters would home birth, right? Mm, no, they probably. Well, you know, I, I wouldn't generalize with that. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't know that okay. because it crosses all socioeconomic lines. The even, limiting, evenly, it evenly. No, it, it's them? not evenly because usually people having home birth are actually well educated. All right, they actually, you know, financially they can they can figure out a way to do it. Um, we are working. Here in Los Angeles, there there are several birth centers working to have some sort of, of charitable or or nonprofit uh, organization that can help support women who couldn't otherwise afford home birthing to have it. But the demand is is growing, and it's crossing all socioeconomic lines. I mean, again, I'm sort of limited to the west side of Los Angeles and Santa Barbara and Orange County and that area, and you know, it's fairly affluent. So we're dealing with a fairly affluent. But I wouldn't put it past, I mean, some very wealthy people, including wealthy well, for example, multi-million dollar actresses yeah. well, and I'd actors like, of having home birthing. So. Th- that's what I was thinking. Like uh, Goldie Hawn, and who's her life partner? They're not married, but they've Kurt been Russell. Kurt Russell. They seem to me like a couple with all the money and all the power that might choose home birthing. Why do they? Why do you think because that? Because I think because they're they're out of the norm. For example, they've had kids together. They've never been married. They are true life partners without marriage. Uh, they think outside of the box. They do what society might not think is the appropriate thing to do, and they've done it for a couple of decades. So that's that. That's sometimes I think maybe I'm wrong, and if I am, please tell me. Fits the profile of the typical or average or common home birthing mom you know i i, I couldn't I, I really can't agree with that in 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 the essence of saying that because someone does something outside of the box that that makes them more likely to be a home birther i mean you could be look at kim kardashian and the family kardashian family they're doing stuff outside of the box all the time right you know the idea of her having a home birth was was not even possible yet her sister considered it for a while i think changed her mind but but considered it. so it even in the same family it crossed uh you know, all different. There were different ideas about how to approach that. I, for one, believe that as if the information gets out there and people start to see things like Jim Gaffigan doing this sort of shtick, or yeah. or Ricky Lake and Abby Epstein's movie, The Business of Being Born, or famous people who we've mentioned on this podcast before. We've had uh, Kimberly uh, Vanderbeek on, and we've had some other people on who who are uh, you know well known. When they get out there and they start advocating for this kind of thing, it's going to sort of, it's coming. And despite all the worries and concerns about, I want my baby to live, 
um, it's going to happen. Let me take a moment here before we run out of time and ask you. You talked about Kim Kardashian's sister considered home birthing, but then ultimately made another decision. Uh, I think I think that's what I remember th- reading okay, that. You, okay, yeah. you remember reading that. So let's assume for the purpose of the conversation that that's what it, what happened. Or take, if it's not uh, a Khloe Kardashian or a Kardashian, a woman who has considered, strongly considered home birthing and then decides against it. To what do you, Dr. Stu, as a doctor an OBGYN, what, to what do you attribute their failure to go all the way through? They consider it, they think about it, and they say, you know what, I'm going to the hospital to have my baby. What didn't happen in that scenario for them to go all the way and have the baby at home? Well, it has to do with their life experiences. It has to do with their, their, their family surroundings, their, their in, the things that influence them. They, they, for the, you know, all the credit I want to give them is at least they considered it. At least they were given the option. They looked at the pros and cons of that and look at the pros and cons of hospital birthing. And I would tell you that not everyone who looks at hospital birthing or looks at home birthing first is going to choose that option. So I think it's, it, you know, I can't specifically, I think that the, she saw the woman screaming in the tub or something like that. And I think that that was one of the reasons that she sort of backed out of it. She was a little concerned about pain relief. And I may be wrong completely. Right. And if I am, I hope some of our listeners will uh, email us at askdrstu at gmail.com with the correct story. Yeah. Or maybe we can get Chloe or Kim to come on the show. That would be uh, uh, another nice thing for us. But I... That's Chloe Kardashian. They make fun. Uh, Randy and his uh, my buddy Tim Conway Jr. on their show on KFI here in Los Angeles would make <laughs> fun of her because she's a Wookiee. What? I don't get it. I don't. I think they think she looks like Chewbacca. Really? And that's Randy being just kind of like a little boy over yes, there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Do you that, want? Do you want to scold him? No, not on the show. Not on I, the show. I will scold. I will scold him later. All right. No, but it is. It's very interesting. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people, uh, you know, we talk about something like, what, 2% or only. I think that's really mean, Randy. <laughs> what is mean about it? Yeah. She looks I don't like think... a Wookiee. It's funny, actually. She does? Is she, like, hairy? She's big and she's hairy. Is she really? Yeah. Have oh, you seen I Chloe? I don't know. I've only seen her on the magazine covers at the checkout stand at the uh, grocery store. Yeah. She looks pretty good. But now that. you mentioned the sounds that you hear women make when they're giving birth. You say they vary. <laughs> Do they ever sound anything like this? Is it ever... <laughs> is it ever... Yeah, actually... Actually, that, that, that's, that's, that's actually quite accurate. That is? Okay. <laughs> right. So that sounds sort yeah, of Yeah, when we hear that, we're, we know that they're ready to start pushing. Oh, actually. right. We can, right. we can begin to pack the car. We'll be out of here in 15. Minutes. Well, no, we're not packing the car. We're I just, know, because right. you guys observe what is so beautiful, the golden hour, where you let mom and dad, the couple, whomever it is, sit alone with their baby, nobody bugging them for 60 minutes. And they're not wearing any pants. <laughs> okay, Dr. <laughs> Stu. Well, if those are doctor's orders, right. well, then darn it, we'll, we'll follow them. Because they're too lazy. They yeah, don't want to put pants are, on. They are right. too lazy. All right, thanks for joining us on we're, Doctor... Are, that, that's it already? That was that way. The comedy comedy goes by so much faster than tragedy. <laughs> Pardon me for sneezing there, but no, we're at about. 30. Bless you, by the way. Oh, thank you, Rabbi. Yeah. <laughs> we're at about thirty-two minutes here. Yes. So. By the way, you know why? You know where the the term "bless you" came from? Because you're when you sneeze. Apparently, doctor, maybe I'm wrong. You'll know. Your heart stops for a moment, right? No, actually, well, that may be one explanation. The explanation I got was that during the time of bubonic plague, when people sneezed that everyone around them knew that they were probably going to die. Oh. So oh. the God bless you was the phrase that was used when people were sneezing back in, when was the when was the plague? 1600s? Yeah. Something like that? Long time ago. Long time ago in England. And Yeah, I don't have the plague, 
Rats, and, and, fleas. And, and I don't know if my depression can be spread by simply sneezing in the room you're in. If your depression's contagious, we're all screwed. But if you both are driving home <laughs> thinking, what is it all about? Why do I even get up in the morning? Then maybe you caught it. No, but so I am, I'm sorry for that. I, I am getting a whiff of Philly cheesesteak. Oh, okay. Very That's good. Coming across the room. And we thank Laura, listener in Santa Barbara. No, Carter. no, no. Brittany. I got it. Laura's the niece. I got Brittany's it. Brittany's the listener. Laura's going to be the OB. Jennifer is somebody we have no idea who it is. Right, no, right, right. Jamie's the cat. Right. Randy's the producer. And you're Chuck. <laughs> Stu, Dr. Stu. Right. Right. We play this for Brittany in Santa Barbara, who said, we love Dr. Stu's podcast, but that Thor music at the beginning, it rattles me. It gets me all amped up. Well, for one time. And just for this one time, Brittany, we have made a change. For you, my dear. Look outside, smell the flowers, watch the sunset. Yeah. Bask in its warmth. And tune in next week. (laughs) On Dr. Stu's podcast, or go to iTunes and register for the podcast, where you'll get them all new all the time. Write a nice review and give the doctor five stars, all right? Brittany, you do that. Everybody else do that. Take this wonderful podcast, this gem of audio brilliance and spread it around on Facebook, Twitter, Gmail, put it on your website, whatever you gotta do to get people to know about it. We thank you for joining us on behalf of Dr. Stuart Fishbine and the great air supply, I must say. Making love out of nothing. And thank you, Jim Ga- and thank you, Jim Gaffigan. From nineteen eighty three, right? That's right. Mr. Steinman, I believe, wrote the lyrics of this wonderful song. Have a wonderful day. See you next time on Dr. Stew's Podcast at drstewspodcast.com. Dr. Stu's Podcast.